Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Finn podcast. I'm Brian. It's Josh. Brian and Jay. That's Nick. It's Ricketts. And I'm Brad. Susie Roloff. Sam Jones. We've got Dan Perry with the best fish moves. Final cast. Station the tide, saltwater second year old. Adventures with outdoor women. The real down on. He's got a Cyber Monday. Happy birthday, you listeners. Oh, guys. This is a stud. He is a giant. He's the true Gregory himself. Welcome to Got Got it. What's going on, everybody? I'm going to apologize right now because I've been battling a cold. So bear with me. Hopefully I don't lose my voice here, but uh, got a pretty epic guest this evening, as I'm sure most of you have seen on the good old interwebs. Uh, but real first got real quick, first guys, gals, everybody watching this evening, go ahead, smash that share button, please. Let's uh, spread the love, build an audience here. I see we got Robert Whitstone. Hope I didn't butcher that last name. And Brock Hall in the chat already this evening. What's up, fellas? Good to see you guys back, back in action. I'm sure uh, most of you guys saw uh, this morning we released the new Bass Fishing for Noobs segment. Uh, Mr. Uh, Milford over there added a co-host. So we want to welcome our man, Sean, to the Paddle and Finn family. 
saw a lot of interaction over there. I know those guys were talking about um, maybe starting a, a little, you know, month-long tournament for new fishermen. Um, how we're going to work that, I don't know. I'm leaving that up to Ryan. But uh, I think it's a cool thing. We got a lot of positive feedback. So uh, those of you that uh, tune in to the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment may not be familiar with the kayak fishing tournament world. Uh, that may be a cool little option for you all to jump in on. Uh, what else do we got on the docket? Uh, work the Wisconsin Fishing Show this last weekend. Uh, met a lot of listeners up that way. Uh, folks I've already known, uh, met some new folks, uh, things like that. But uh, I got a pretty powerful story for you guys. This occurred Sunday. Sorry, I'm looking at my phone because I want to bring this young man's name up to you all the right way. But a uh, uh, 12-year-old kid walks into the booth with his mom, and uh, we were chatting a little bit, and uh, he was wearing a hat, and uh, it was pretty pretty unique uh, little hat. And uh, this kid, I thought he was like 10 or 11 years old. Let's see if we could put this up here. That was the hat he was wearing. So I says to the young man, what's RSF stand for? And he said, uh, Russell Strong Fishing. And I was like, oh, never heard of it. What's that all about? He says, that's my brand. And I was like, what? Like, kid's 12 years old, man. And uh, told me a story. Uh, he's got a brain tumor that is in the back of his brain and run down his, runs down his spine. Fishing is his passion. Little dude starting his own fishing brand. And uh, we sat there and chatted fishing for a really long time. He's got ambitions to start a YouTube channel. I told him I'd bring him up on the podcast here because uh, I wanted to blow him up. So if you guys go on Instagram, uh, his Instagram is uh, Nessie, N-E-S-S-I-E, Muscles3. And uh, little dude's amazing, man. He's got an amazing story. Uh, so everybody, just please go give this kid a follow. Um we're talking about possibly doing a podcast here. Uh, I told him I wanted to do whatever I could to help him and his uh, brand out. Um, I'm going to save all the rest of the backstory and everything like that for when uh, we get that young man on here. But if you guys could go give him a follow on Instagram, it would be much, much appreciated. Told you guys I got to drink some water, man. My voice is going um one last thing um i just wanted to talk about um it, and i'm not going into detail i've been asked a hundred times so i'm going to say it right here publicly whatever the whole hog trough thing um i got no comment i'm not a tournament drudge i'm not a tournament director it's not my place i worry about my fishing I think a lot more people need to worry about their own fishing. Um, I think with all the controversy and all the crap that's going around online, all it does is hurt our sport. Um, I know Ron Champion. He's a real good dude. Um, I got no comment. So 
Uh, with that being said, there's my statement. Other than that, I don't care. Just go out and fish. Thank you. So without further ado, let's bring in my man, Brad. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Johnny boat this evening, uh, hunting and fishing from it. Uh, he's doing some really unique, cool things. So without further ado, Mr. Brad himself. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Sorry to lead into you with that last little soiree. <laughs> That's all right. Just turn the tides a little. <laughs> I mean, I had to, you know, lighten the mood a little bit. Right, exactly. But That's uh, not 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we got to keep it entertaining around here, you know? But, uh, you know, you and I have known each other for what? I don't know. We met last year at the Wisconsin Fishing Expo. I think that's where we first met. Right, through your recycled plastics program for Heroes on the Water. Yes, that is it. Well, not my program. Not Eric right. Richards, Hammered Lures. Uh, we'll touch on that at the end of the episode. But, um, you know, you were doing some unique things, working with Heroes on the Water, stuff like that. We got to chat and, and uh, you know, we fished together for the KBF event um well i should say pre-fished but uh yeah it was good yeah we explored some water that was a good time yeah i like that little stretch of river we hit that was pretty special agreed i mean you caught the bigger fish i'm not gonna lie yeah if i would have made the mistake <laughs> of fish the lake and just stayed in the river it'd have been a better tournament but yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah i hear you dude that's how it goes my man so um you know for those that don't know you uh why don't you give us a quick rundown you know how you got into fishing why you chose a kayak i know you got many different kayaks and then the johnny boat and uh we'll kind of transition there man so i grew up fishing my dad took me fishing when i was younger uh he was a big bass musky fisherman so i grew up with boats my whole life and i've had i don't know probably a dozen different boats between john boats and deep v boats and things along those lines and i've always also had a canoe and I really did a lot of fishing from canoe. I like the simplicity of it, but it had its drawbacks when you were alone. I mean, it's yeah. just it's hard to paddle a canoe solo. Yeah. And oh, that's, yeah. Re that's really what led me to kayaks. But I've always been searching for that boat, that kayak, boat, skiff, whatever, that could do everything I do and actually do it well. And that's what led me to Johnny. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I know... Um... Because you got the native ultimate, right? Ultimate 12. I have an ultimate, ultimate FX12, Pro Angler 14. Um, my wife's got an Old Town Sorrento 126. I have an Old Town Osprey 15.5 canoe. Nice. I mean, when I started out as a kid, I started with an inflatable boat and then moved to a 15-foot Coleman canoe that I used to rooftop on a Ford Taurus. Baddest Ford Taurus on the road. but <laughs> Was it a wagon? Uh, I no no not a wagon. <laughs> it was like the sport coupe, bro. Come on, give me nice a little credit. The show, <laughs> old school show with the ground. No, effects. no, it wasn't a show. It wasn't a show. I wasn't cool enough for the show, but uh, yeah. Either way, I mean, um, I completely get where you're coming from. You know, paddling a canoe by yourself, unless it's a one man canoe, which I think uh. Old Town's got that discovery now where it's kind of like that crossover between a kayak and a canoe. They do. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I know we've sold a few at the shop already. I looked at that. I just kind of like the FX12 a little better. I like that sure. catamaran style hull to give me a little more stability for standling. But 
that's still great paddability of a kayak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it, man. I dig it. So, I mean, you do more than just fishing, and and we'll touch on that. But I mean, what really drew you to the Johnny boat, um, other than the versatility? Was I mean, was it certain features? Was it the fact that you could rig up sure. uh, the motor or whatever uh, that you got on it there? Was, or? It was the fact that that boat could actually do everything I wanted. So, I mean, I can bass fish out of it. And, I mean, I've, I've, I have quite a few accessories for it already. I mean, I bought, the, I bought the steerable trolling motor pod right away, knowing that my plan for that was also fishing. So, okay. with, the handle, with the eight ball control for that mounted right to the stand-up bar, I can run it like a bass boat. That's slick. I mean, I can steer right from right when standing. So fishing short, and I'm a shallow water fisherman. I always have been. Yeah. So pitching weed lines, pitching reeds, uh, frogging in deep, frogging in thick cover. I mean, to me to be able to work that cover without ever having to sit down. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that drew me to it. But then that's the fact cool. you can run a two and a half horsepower motor on it. Yeah. Three horsepower, two and a half. Well, I mean, so, you you go ahead. Sorry, man. Go ahead. No. So, I mean, that, I mean, it's just that whole, like this boat does everything I need. No, I totally get that, man. Um, I mean, you do something unique. I'm going to pull this up here. Um, you kind of sent me this picture. Let's see if I get this to rotate in. Right. So this picture down in the bottom right here, guys, is uh, Brad's little rig here of the Johnny boat with the stand up bar. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's a pretty slick little vessel, man. But, I mean, the cool thing about it is, um, you know, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on was you're doing more than just fishing out of it. And and don't get me wrong, I love fishing out of a kayak. Uh, I love the bass fishing tournaments and things like that. But I think the big thing in our kind of like little niche kayak fishing community is is people don't realize some of the avenues that are out there and available. And that's one thing I wanted to highlight this year, you know, like you, you don't hear a ton of people talking about overnight camping trips or hunting from a kayak um, and things like that. I know that's something that uh, my man, Jay Randall um, is, is huge on trying to get into. Um, he's been doing a lot of skeet shooting and stuff to get ready for, next season's duck and goose season and we've always talked about having somebody on uh that hunts from a kayak just because he wanted to learn but i was like man i don't know who i know and then i i was like saw you over the weekend i'm like dude <laughs> like we've been needing to look for somebody like this and um it's it's not something that's talked about a ton but i think uh it's interesting especially you know you're from wisconsin the madison area you know, obviously, the further north you get, uh, there's quite a bit of duck and goose hunters. And I'm not discounting the south. I mean, come on. I watched Duck Dynasty, too, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's something unique that gets you back into some of those sloughs and stuff. Like, I've talked to you about, you know, you're like, I'm going out to the Mississippi River. or I'm going uh, up on the Yahara because I can get into some spots where oh, some yeah. of the duck boats can't go. So. I mean, when did it really hit you that you were like, hey, I should try this out of a kayak? As soon as I saw it, I knew it was for me. I mean, as soon as I saw you could put a motor on it, I'm like, well, I don't want that two and a half horsepower Suzuki. I want a three horsepower long tail mud motor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want an outboard. I, I want to be able to churn weeds and go run this thing through a marsh. So, I mean, <laughs> I had the mud motor purchased before I ever picked up the boat. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's hilarious. I remember talking to you about that. Um, so, I mean, how, did, how how is it on space and stuff? Because, I mean, obviously you're duck hunting, you're bringing decoys. Like, what's your process of getting set up and what all are you bringing out there with you? So, for duck hunting, I mean, my standard layout for duck hunting is I'm running, the, I'm running that three-horsepower mini swamp runner mud motor. And then... I've cut it down, the handle down, so I pretty much lose my entire tank well other than being able to put a blind bag back there just because of how a mud motor steers. I mean, you have that really long swing, so you can't have anything high in your tank well. And then the rest of the layout, I mean, is standard. I mean, I bring my gun inside my – it's got a really big fixed pod in the center pod. So I have a 9-amp-an-hour SLA battery in there, and then I run two 9-watt cube lights, like the LED little square spotlights. Mm-hmm. So I have those mounted on the tracks for running at night, and that just plugs right into the pod. Super simple. And then all my, my pods, my dry storage, extra shotgun shells, wallet, keys, stuff like that. And then decoys vary on whatever I'm deciding to hunt. I mean, I've hauled a dozen goose floaters out in that thing. Wow. Interesting. So that that pod, um, I, and apologize me, for, or I apologize to you, um, I've never been up close and personal to a Johnny boat. I haven't seen your rig up close and personal. That pod, does it fully remove kind of like the bonafides do? It, it does. That center pod fully removes and the steering trolling motor pod replaces it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so, right. I mean, I pop out the standard pod and then for fit, I mean, for fishing to like swap to a trolling motor setup for me and no mud motor, just mm-hmm. an actual, I mean, I unbolt the mud motor, which is two bolts, five minutes. I pull awesome. that center pod out, and then that steering trolling motor pod, I run an amped 55-amp-hour battery, which was designed to fit in that pod. My Garmin oh, wow. 93 is mounted to that pod, so that pod is self-contained. I hmm. drop it in, my electronics, my trolling motor, my battery, all right there. No wires, no anything. Yeah. I remember when I was running Bonafides, uh, you know, my 127, that's how I had my depth finder all set up, like... You know, you pull the little rubber tab back in the front of it, little flap in the back, put the whole pod, battery, depth finder, everything in the back of the truck, and it was nice and safe. Right. I mean, that's super cool, man. So what what's the overall length of that boat? 10 feet, 10 feet, 6, 10 feet, 4. It's it's short. It's a small boat. Interesting. Like that's, that's been a really big – so I haven't gotten too much time on the water fishing with it because I picked it up so late in the year. I got a ton of time under it with the motor and duck hunting. But I went out and I did take it out on, Mendo- on Mendota trolling for walleyes. And it was a little bit of an eye-opener being out there in white caps coming from a PA-14 <laughs> to a 10-foot ten foot little Johnny boat, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's quite a bit of a difference there, man. I mean, I don't know, 10, 10-foot boats seem like they could be squirrely. I mean, have you paddled that thing or you just I usually have. run run the electric? So that picture you had was me paddling. And then on the back of the kayak, so when I'm running the trolling motor pod or paddling, it's got two fins in the back, not rudders, just fixed fins, one on each side. 
okay. that are on bungees that hold them down. So they act like skegs. So okay. it actually tracks really straight. Interesting. Interesting. And those skegs pay huge dividends when running the trolling motor. So you're not sliding all over the pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty slick, man. Um, like I said, I haven't seen it up close and personal, but just some of the features I've seen. I think of the first time I saw it, they just released it at ICAST last year or something, right? Correct. Or was it two years ago? I don't I know. Don't either it was way. Two years ago, because I know I got I had the first one in the area. Okay. Okay. And and what shop up there carries those? I forget. You always tell me the name of it. Smallcraft Outfitters. Okay. Were they located? Just outside of Eau Claire and Spring Valley. Okay. So right up on that uh, west side of the state, up yeah. off the Mississippi. Very cool. What's yeah. the what's the overall width of that boat? Thirty-four inches, I believe. Ooh. I should have really wrote this down. It's kind of narrow. <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good. I didn't tell I, you I was going to drill you with all the specs. No, that, so that's all right. Um, it's seventy-seven pounds too, which I like because it's light. It is light, super light. Because I because I have to rooftop it in summer when I'm going fishing because I pull my travel trailer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I lose the whole bed of my truck. I can't have my tailgate down. So rooftop rooftop in that PA fourteen got old pretty quick. <laughs> I can imagine, you know, 77 pounds, 100 and what, 40, you know, it's like 130 stripped down yeah. as much as I could. <laughs> Glad it's you and not me. Then again, I've put a blue sky on top of my travel trailer. So I uh, guess, guess not. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So uh, we got a question down here in the chat. I'll put it up on the screen. Uh, my man, Brad Hicks is asking. Is the Johnny Boat KBF legal without the two and a half horsepower motor, of course? To the best of my knowledge, it is. I have inquired and haven't heard back, and I have not seen it officially listed as an exemption. Okay, okay. Um, the Johnny Boat right now is not marketed as a kayak. Gotcha. The marketing specifically says it is not a kayak, it is not a skiff, it's a Johnny Boat. So without seeing that official exemption, I don't want to tell anybody it is. I have seen on the forums that KBF has said they will allow it. But I'd really like, I'd like to see that officially listed as an exemption, like the Blue Sky or the Solo Skiff now is an exemption. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, I get that question all the time. That's not a kayak, bro. And I'm like, you're right. It isn't, you know? <laughs> But, I mean, it falls in the kayak family, and I know, I think you and I were talking about that, because you were thinking about using it at uh, the Madison tournament, right, if if you got I, your boat in time and stuff? I was. And I remember you uh, you had reached out uh, to somebody and, you know, never heard back, and it was kind of one of those things that, uh, you know, was kind of up in the air, but... I mean, in my opinion, I don't see why it wouldn't be allowed. Um, I mean, I guess, obviously, if you're in the case you're using the uh, mud tiller or the two-and-a-half horsepower motor, yeah, right. probably That's not, not so yeah. legal. But, I mean, it falls it within all the length and width specs, so I don't know how they could discount it. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I have been told no by some certain trails because it is not marketed as a kayak. It was a firm no. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like I said. But those are the same trails that aren't going to allow your blue sky. Yeah. 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 Damn those people. 
<laughs> Talking to you, Alan Wiedemeyer. I get it, man. You know, I, I get both sides of it. You know, so do I. That that was the one thing that was brought up. Uh, well, I brought it up. Um, you know, I'm fishing kayak bass league, local league here. And uh, I was like, you going to let me fish out of blue sky this year? And he's like, no, nah. you know, because in those smaller club levels, that's where you're getting a lot of the folks that are just getting into kayak fishing. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, the way that Alan had kind of put it to me and I'm, I'm going off quote memory, so I could get some of this wrong, but he's like, you know, you got a new guy that's new to kayak fishing, comes into this, sees you fishing out of, uh, uh, you know, the off the pier with a seat on it, floating down the river or lake, you know, that could be kind of intimidating if the guy's showing up in a, you know, 10 foot Pelican or, uh, or like the trophy beach I started in. Yeah. Yeah. The, the future beach, yeah, the future hey, beach trophy. Hey man, yeah. I, I had a Pelican, uh, Mustang 100 X bro. Oh. And, uh, that was a badass little boat. I won't lie, but, um, you know, it, it just got me off the bank and out of the water. And then right. obviously, you know, now I run a six, seven day a week podcast and fish tournaments and all that crap so yeah what a downward spiral from a 200 hundred dollar kayak but i mean i get it you know it's like you don't want to intimidate those uh you know guys that are just coming into that grassroots level and right. uh, i totally get it um oh, i i'm, I'm a, i have no animosity there's no hard feelings i mean yeah it's not marketed as a kayak and i completely understand that and i knew getting into the johnny boat that I would face hurdles if I really wanted to chase trails with it. Sure, 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 sure. But, I mean, but you got a Hobie PA-14 to back, right. fall back on. <laughs> right. Well, that actually did just get sold. That is gone now. Oh. I do have the Ultimate FX-12. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I mean, that's just it. You know, I told Alan, I was like, I made fun of the situation. And that was basically me making fun of myself because I do fish out of the blue sky. And trust me, dude, if it was my choice, I'd fish every tournament, every every chance I get, I fish out of that thing. Just because I love it. It's comfortable. It suits my needs uh, for exactly what I do. But uh, so I made a joke and I told him I was going to show up to every tournament in a different boat. Uh, the first tournament would be a 15-foot touring kayak. Um, so, like, I just don't know how I'll measure and, like, take photos of my fish, but... It'll be a lot of fun, you know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll Just figure it out on the shore fly. every single time you catch a fish. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it is what it is. I totally get where you know some of the restrictions come from, um, especially at that grassroots level, right? I mean, right. some clubs are like, "Yeah, we don't care what you fish out of; just come fish with us." And some are like, "No, you know, we want to kind of ease back on that." So, I mean, I guess you kind of answered my next question, and that was going to be like, you know. Um, how do you feel about that whole situation with it not being accepted? I mean, me personally, like I said, it's just like it's within all the specifications. So I don't know how you can not allow it, so to speak. I understand the line they drew. I mean, I understand. I mean, it's a very, in my mind, it's a simple line. It's yeah. they want kayaks and it's not marketed as a kayak. And I yeah. understand that. I mean, to me, it's that simple. If it was marketed as a kayak and I was told no, maybe a slightly different story different feelings there but it's not it, i mean the marketing is this is not a kayak it's not a skiff i mean they're marketing it's a johnny boat it's it's unique it's different 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally agree, man. Totally agree. And and that's one thing, man. Uh, fishing, that's one of the reasons why I got into the blue sky because it was different. It was unique. There wasn't a ton of people fishing in it. And uh, I mean, I'll be honest, like, and I think I've told that on here before is when we unboxed that boat, I think it came in in like December, January, right before the fishing shows uh, last year. I was like, man, this is kind of slick. And I told Travis, the guy at the shop, like, I don't think I could fish out of this because I won't get out of it. <laughs> and then uh, come springtime, you know, me and my man, Jay Randall, went out fishing during the spawn and I grabbed it from the shop. I'm like, I should try it out. I should be able to talk about all these different boats on the podcast. So that way I can relate to guests and listeners and things like that. I mean, I've spent a lot of different time in a lot of different boats. And uh, sure enough, man, I told Jay after I caught the first fish, I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm not getting yeah, I'm done. You're done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> You're sold. Yeah. So it was pretty cool, man. Um, I mean, I've had a blast uh, fishing in it and seeing what kind of trouble I can get into, like as far as like shallow rivers, thick weed mats, things like that. And I haven't had anything that really stopped me yet. I mean, that's the nice thing about it. And I'm sure it's the same way with the Johnny boat, you know? Well, the, the Johnny's a little different, especially running that mud motor. Oh, yeah. I, I really haven't yeah. found anything that stopped me yet. <laughs> we should get you one of those, like, uh, air-powered boats, like a huge fan on the back. But like that way you can, yeah. There you go. That way you can really get back in those marshes, man. <laughs> I mean, that, that boat floats. I mean, it's shallow. I mean, I, even with a full load, I run shallow. Yeah, how how much uh, how much do you think even with full weight? Like, how much are you sinking down into the water? Four to six inches, maybe. Okay. Shell. I mean, it's not very much. I mean, it's loaded, but it's not that it's it's not that much. Very cool. Yeah, I mean that's the same thing with the blue sky. It's like three four inches, if that. You know, I mean the weight is distributed evenly across there, so. Mm-hmm. The only difference is you're trying to pedal and I'm running a mud motor that can tear right through those lily pads. <laughs> well, you know, if if everything works out, you know, we just, uh, Jackson just released the Flex Drive E, so I might have a little motor on uh, on the old BSB this year as well, so. There you go. I mean. Might as well. It's coming. It's coming. It'll happen, so, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, so what what are you looking forward to doing this year? Uh, out of the Johnny well, boat. I mean, you got any big plans, big trips, things like that? Big trips, no. But I'm I'm really planning on util. I'm I'm not just a bass fisherman. Yeah, I do so many different things. Or I also don't do just their standard bass fishing. So, come spring for the carp, when the carp's right spawning, I'm going to be out there back in the marshes with the bow. I'm going to go out there bow, bow fishing for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be. I mean that that that's guaranteed. Um. I'll definitely fish some bass, but come that June, July, when the smallie action really heats up on the Wisconsin River, I am really looking forward to that because I no longer need – you'd be surprised how hard it is to find two or three guys to go with you out there to pull a shovel together. Interesting. I mean, everybody's busy. Schedules don't align between tournaments, family commitments. It's pretty hard. I mean, you can't just be like, hey, it's, really, it's going to be really nice tomorrow. Let's go run the river. Right, Oh, right, I got right. this. I got – well, now with that mud motor – I don't need a shovel. Yeah. 
You can go up. I'll and just down. grab a couple rods, a couple 3700s. I mean, I'll bring the fly rod with, and I'll bring one standard casting rod with me, and a couple 3700s and a handful of flies, and I'll launch nice and early in the morning, run hour up river, and then just float my way back. Mm. Hmm. So it's going to open up all that excellent shallow water smallmouth fishing for me on the Wisconsin. You got extra room for a big six four fat guy <laughs> in the back? I mean, damn. no, I think I might have an old tow rope though from like an old tube <laughs> when I had a boat. I could, I could see it now, Johnny boat pulling an inner tube with my big. <laughs> It'd be funny. That's a YouTube video waiting to go viral. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get some more. You'll get someone to smash that subscribe button for sure. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's do a little house cleaning. Uh, I see we got Doug Mosley in the chat, brother, uh, my man. I am coming to Texas. I will be down there beginning of April. I will hit you up. Uh, if you guys are just tuning in, uh, we're talking to my man Brad here. Uh, he's fishing out of the Johnny boat. He's also hunting out of it, so we're talking a little bit about that. Uh, if you guys could go down, hit that share button, uh, just let everybody know what's going on over here at the old Paddle and Fin. Also, I'm going to mention um, there is a post on our Facebook page. It's something for the Media Summit of 2020. I don't know. Uh, Saw it posted somewhere. Saw somebody put our name on the list. Go give us a vote over there. We'd much appreciate it. It'd be cool to see us, uh, you know, be in somewhat contention. I know kayak bass fishing's in there and uh, a few other folks that I've heard of as well. So go give that a vote. Um, and uh, yeah, man. So getting back to it, man. Um, so you're going to definitely do Wisconsin River. Uh, you Absolutely. Got specific hunting trips you're planning on doing out of that bad boy this year? Specific? Not really. I mean, spring I'll start doing a little more scouting. I mean, I got it pretty late in the year. I did get a, I mean, I ran it enough where I'm comfortable with it. But spring I'll do, I'll do some scouting in spring. I mean, that's when I'll go chase carp too. I mean, same areas, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go explore the same water. I'll bring the bow with. And if I'm out there poking around, I'll, you know, let an arrow fly or two. And. Um, get some GPS coordinates figured out. Figure out what's going on. Interesting. I want to run some. I want to run some smaller rivers. Some mm. of the more really. I don't know if you want to call it technical, but small. Just small rivers where you're not going to get a standard size John boat in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even maybe those, and even some of those small little offshoots off the marshes where you're, where I mean, you run it for a couple hundred, three hundred, four hundred yards. And all of a sudden, it opens up to a little bit of a pocket where the birds really want to be. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I've never uh, duck or goose hunted. I know we talked about it, man. I need to get up there and uh, give it her an old whirl with the old twelve gauge. It, and uh, I wouldn't say it's my primary passion anymore for hunting. I mean, bird hunting okay. really is, but yeah, it's more of a secondary thing. Really, in fall, I chase grouse and woodcock with my dogs. I like That's it. my main passion. Um, you got three dogs, right? Two. 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 I have an old lab who, who I retired this past season. Um, he might do another He might do another easy hunt come next year, but at, he'll be 13 by then, and his hips just aren't there anymore. Gotcha. And then I got, and then I got my Pippa, wired-haired Griff, crazy little bearded dog, and she's just, a, she's just a terror out there. She's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
I do plan on doing some scouting for that though come spring. Um, I do plan on using the Johnny boat, which taking her up different rivers to access different spots of public land that people can't get to. Interesting. Well, I know the Mississippi River's got like some islands and stuff that you can hunt off of, right? Oh, like absolutely. Up north I mean, there. I've done, I've done quite a bit of hunting around pool. pool what would that be? Pool 8. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Pool I spent, 8. Yeah. I, I spent an entire season out there one year chasing a pintail, which I finally got. Nice. That That's kind of the last season. I, I mean, I hunted ducks this past season, but that season really did burn me out. I mean, I spent every, I drove every weekend to the Mississippi. I took all my vacation time and spent it on the Mississippi, <laughs> all chasing that one bird. And I finally got it, which was, it was, it was great. It was like that icing on the cake. But yeah, right, right, right. That next season rolled around and I'm like, I got to do something different this year. Very cool, man. What about fishing tournaments? You you fishing some clubs? You gonna fish some nationals? What are you sticking close to home? What are your thoughts there, I'm, man? I don't know what I'm gonna fish if I'm gonna fish any nationals. I'm gonna reach out to Bass and see if they'll allow the Johnny boat because I, I okay. don't. I gotta get an exemption from them. See yep. what their thoughts are on it. I have no idea which way that's gonna fall, but Bass will be on the Mississippi River, so if I get an exemption, I'll go fish Bass. Um, couple of Wisconsin kayak fishing club tournaments. I'll do a couple of those. Okay. Those are super low key, fun, awesome, just awesome, great tournaments just to like hang out with people. You're still competitive, but it, I don't know. I kind of refer to it as like social competition. <laughs> like, like it's just as much about the camaraderie <laughs> as it is about the actual fishing tournament. I mean, that's the best part of fishing tournaments, right? Is just, you know, oh, yeah. meeting new people, hanging out with the guys and gals that are fishing it. And, uh, you know, sharing fishing stories, you know, but, Absolutely. uh, yeah, I kind of brainwashed some of the young youth of Madison and surrounding areas over the weekend. We had a little thing set up in our booth and the kids had to go to these different booths to get a stamp and then they got some free bait. So I was messing with some kids and I was like, who catches bigger fish? You or your dad. <laughs> and once you answer this, I'll stamp your card. And then uh, they were just like, look at their dad and then be like, yeah, he does. You know, there was a couple <laughs> kids that were ballsy enough to be like, oh, I catch all the fish. And then uh, the other one was is uh, I was like, what's the biggest fish you ever caught? And, uh, you know, they'd be like, oh, you know, like this. And I'm like, no, when a fisherman asks you how big of a fish you caught, it's this big and spread your arms as far <laughs> as they'll go. So, you know, I taught a couple kids how to st tell fish stories over the uh over the last weekend which was kind of amusing and the the dad's got a kick out of it so it was pretty cool but um yeah, it was pretty neat how they did that i mean it was a great way for them to show off showcase the entire show but it, it was it was pretty neat how they had you asking questions and everything else and yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and that's how I met, uh, you know, if you guys are just tuning in at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned a young man, a uh, 12-year-old man, and he came over for that exact reason. And uh, if you guys just tuned in, go back, watch. You need to go follow this young man's Instagram page. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy, man. You just never know who you're going to meet. Uh, I don't know, man. I've been thinking about that ever since I left the show yesterday. It's just kind of got me all, I don't know. Messed up, Get man. You right in the fields, man. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, man. When he was telling me his story, I mean, the the hair on my arms stood up, and it's kind of doing the same thing right now. So, but uh, yeah, man. So, 
what else you want to plug, man? I mean, uh, I, I I'm pretty much drilled you with all the questions. You got anything else? Not really. I mean, other I mean, the Johnny boat's just the, if you're looking for that. If you're not looking for a standard kayak, I mean, it's a really cool platform. Yeah. I mean, with just me and that mud motor, I hit six miles an hour. <laughs> in a 10-foot boat. In a 10-foot boat. With a dozen decoys, my blind bag, the blind, the shotgun, all my gear, me fully loaded, dressed up, waders, the whole deal, churning through the marsh, dozen decoys, four and a half miles an hour. That's crazy, dude. Which it doesn't seem fast when you're doing it. That's the crazy part. Like, four and a half miles an hour just doesn't seem that fast, right? Until you're out there with a buddy who's also in a kayak paddling, and you're like, oh, we're going to go down this way, turn this point, we're going to go hunt this bay. And you turn around when you're ready to turn the corner, and you can barely see him. He's so far behind you. <laughs> it just, it, I mean, it took that type of comparison to realize, all right, this thing's pretty cool. That is slick, dude. That is slick. Just pop that picture of his boat up back on the screen for you guys to all check out. I mean... That was the first. That was the first time it was in the water, right there. That was the first weekend. No kidding. Where was that at? Was that up in Madison Chain or Mississippi? No, that was up by Spring Valley, up by okay. Tyler. Okay. Smallcraft. I went up and met him, and we actually wound up camping that weekend up there. My wife and I and the dogs, and I'm like, well, I'll pick up my kayak and we'll go fishing that Sunday. I think it was a Sunday that day because we went up over Labor Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. Yeah, I know. I see uh, Robert Whetstone. I mentioned him earlier. I apologize if i uh mess up your last name there my man but uh he said he just ordered a new boat from the same outfitter uh that you got yours from as well so looks like Tyler's a he's a great guy to work with he, he really goes that extra mile like really to make sure you're set up how you want to be set up very cool i like it i mean that's how we do it at our shop i think that's the best way to do business is just you know be real with people and get them in what they want to feel comfortable in and things like that instead of pushing them towards you know whatever dead inventory you got laying around your shop it's just right. not a way to do business you know it's hard to get repeat customers when you push customers into the wrong boat to begin with yeah yeah and then you know they come back and they want to tell you to take the kayak you sold them and shove it where the sun don't shine it's <laughs> never never really a good thing you know what i mean but uh but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, what do we got here? I'm just reading the comments real quick. Doug Mosley just ordered a new big rig. Congrats. His wife is nice. getting a Kusa. Dig it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, WKFC is a great group of people. That came from that Robert are. as well. Yeah, right on. Very cool, man. Uh, but uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can go and follow you, man, and uh, watch along where you're uh, taking all your adventures and things like that, man. So Facebook is Brad Hurlbus Outdoors. It's a page. Go like it. It's a bunch of random stuff. It's, it's I don't know. It's It pretty much stays focused hunting and fishing because I keep that off my personal page. Sure. So I put all my hunting and fishing adventures on there. Uh, Instagram is Wisconsin underscore fishing underscore hunting, I believe. Or it's Wisconsin underscore hunting underscore fishing. I don't remember which order it is on top of my head. <laughs> it's one of the sure two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's fishing and hunting. Um, 
you should be able to find it through my Facebook page. It all link cross posts and links anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit more of my, that's not just hunting and fishing. It's still pretty hunting and fishing, but I'll post some more family stuff on there, more dog stuff, more crazy adventures, like camping trips down to Missouri, stuff like that. Very cool, man. Very cool. I dig it. I dig it. Well, uh, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out this evening away from the wife and the dogs and everything to uh, jump on and chat with us and uh, get the good word out about the Johnny boat. Talk about a little something different, hunting from a kayak, things like that, man. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if anybody's in the Wisconsin area and wants to demo it, hit me up. Anybody's welcome to run my boat. I want to try that mud tiller. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I'm sure it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to run. It's not yeah. hard. That Very it's, cool. it's kind of cool going six miles an hour in a kayak. <laughs> <laughs> Torquedo ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> I'm hoping to get a little more speed out of it. I got a, I picked up a couple different prop pitches to try to try to play with speed. Cause you know, why not? <laughs> that's Brad to a T. Why not? <laughs> Let's give this a shot. You know, that, that's kind of how I, well, that's, I don't know. It's just fun. I mean, I do a little bit of everything, hunting, fishing. I dig it. I mean, multi-species. I do plan on taking that out on Lake Michigan for trolling for salmon. I'm going to take a 10-foot kayak out there. I'll pick my days carefully. I'll probably stay within the break. I will absolutely stay within the break walls for out there on that. Yeah, but right. um, that might be one of my first adventures come spring. I mean, as soon as the harbor's thaw in the Milwaukee area, I'll probably go out there and chase browns. I dig it. That's a good time to catch a monster brown trout, like over 20 pounds. And in a little 10-foot Johnny boat, <laughs> you may end up eight miles out offshore. Just saying, bro. Just saying. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll I see hope what happens. I'm there we'll see who's got more determination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got That'll 45 cool. pounds thrust to trolling motor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. That's funny. That'll be a cool one, though, man. I know uh, we were chatting uh, up at the show about, you know, the salmon and trout fishing out on Lake Michigan and trying to get out. So that'll be a cool one, man. I, you know, like I told you guys, you know, usually when I think trout and salmon, I'm fly fishing the tributaries coming up in off the lake during the spawn runs and things like that. And it's always a gas. And I used to do it out of my 16 foot Sylvan right around the harbors, but. I mean, I haven't pulled that thing out in probably four years. So sure, but uh, yeah, it's man. fun trying to manage three rods out of a kayak. Heck yeah, yeah. I will I'll, I'll stick. I mean, ten foot kayak. I'm going to go back to two. Yeah, three's just going to be a little too much. <laughs> I think. I think you could I mean, do I, it. I think you could do it. I do want to say though. I mean, if you are thinking about doing it, going to fish in Lake Michigan and the harbors and whatnot, really consider the safety aspect. That's big water. And it is cold water. I have a dry suit. I have a handheld floating marine radio. I have flares. I have signaling devices. I am truly set up to fish that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing. Um, I know Susie's talked about it. Uh, Great Lakes Kayak Fishing. They do a tournament every fall for salmon, you know, out around the harbors and the, and the run and stuff. That is a great tournament if you're looking to go out with people that have experience. So you have that buddy system, that safety. You don't fish together per se, but the safety factor is there. And all, all them guys out there know what they're doing. I fished that tournament once. It was 
ran excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they put on a good show, but I mean, where I was going with that, I know Susie's told the story on her podcast with us as well, is uh, one of the first events, uh, they had a guy that fell out and ended up passing away. They didn't know the whole story. The guy even had an EPIRB on him. EPIRB didn't go off. Coast Guard found the guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, safety in big bodies of water, especially with cold water, uh, is super important, you know, just because it's 70, 80 degrees out doesn't mean the water is the same. Um, cold water is going to send a shock through your body. I know uh, Jason Ricketts on the mixed bag this past weekend, he was talking about cold water fishing and the safety aspect of things. And that was one thing he touched on is, you know, cold water doesn't matter, you know, because you hear the 120 rule. Well, if it's 80 degrees outside, but the water temps 40, you're not safe. Um, right. You know, it's like jumping in a bathtub full of ice cubes. Um, not going to work unless you're an Eskimo, probably. But, um, yeah, that's the biggest thing, man, when it comes to any big body of water is just being safe. Marine radio, like you said, flares, uh, you know, there's the electronic e so if you do fall in the water, that thing gets wet, it sends off a signal to the Coast Guard uh, saying that you're in distress, things like that, man. I mean... Uh, dry, I mean, if if you've never done it, the body system... Is dude, absolutely there's two, crucial. I mean, there's, there's, two th- there's two really important things if you're going to go out and fish big bodies of cold water, to me personally. Body system and a dry suit. Absolutely. And a life jacket. I'll put in the third. Life jacket is just standard always. So That's a given. I, but, I mean, the body system, a dry suit, a life jacket, I mean, that's going to give you the best chance if something goes wrong of coming home that night. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a good positive note. I love that. Um, why don't we end on that tonight? Um, Works for me. Yeah, man. Sorry, guys. My voice isn't what it normally is. I'm, I'm struggling here. I've been battling a cold for since last Tuesday, so... Hopefully next week I'm feeling a little bit better. I do have some guests coming up uh, next week. Uh, I need to confirm 100% with them, Um, but it's uh, Crappie Junction. Um, They do a lot of live streams at like different fishing shows and stuff, and they want to get into the kayak game. They've interviewed me multiple times on their live show, and uh, I love what they're all about. Um, so they're going to be drilling me with questions. So it's kind of going to be a little bit of a reverse, um, which is going to be good. Uh, I think it'll be interesting for some of those new to kayak fishing listeners that we got and, um, you know, things like that. I mean, it'll be definitely cool to, uh, get their aspect. They've kind of watched, uh, the, you know, the whole kayak game explode, but they've never really got into it themselves. And if that doesn't go through next weekend, I got another man on the back burner who fly fishes for pike and muskie, mainly muskie, out of a kayak. Pretty interesting. He's pretty tall, too. He is, dude. (laughs) He's taller than you, man. Was he? I mean, he told me I was taller, but I think that's because he wanted me to buy lunch because he said the tall guy (laughs) buys lunch. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I might have got screwed on that deal, Austin. 
But uh, yeah, man, it was uh, good chatting with you. Uh, as Appreciate always, you having dude. me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. If you ever got anything coming up, get a new Johnny boat, something like that, dude, uh, hit me up. You know, love to have you back. Looking forward to fishing with you this season and things like that, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. One last quick shout out to the small craft outfitters. Got to thank yeah, them for, for, for helping me out and getting me set up. And thanks for, the, thanks for this. I mean, this was a great time. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. So that little video I played at the beginning, guys, that was uh, part of our trailer. So I wanted to play that. Uh, we do some YouTube stuff. Obviously, all the podcasts go up there. But uh, if you're not following us on YouTube, uh, go over there, check us out. Click the subscribe button if you want to follow along. I knew uh, Brad Hicks. I saw him in the chat. He does a lot of uh, review videos and things like that. Um, you know, different, different, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. Brad's always doing something cool. Uh, once season fires back up, we're going to have more fishing trip videos. Uh, the one thing I did want to mention, um, catch. So with that whole thing going on uh this week uh i know i saw a post uh from duke and i've i've talked to duke and they've been completely overwhelmed with orders because of the new rule changes um he is keeping up with orders i saw a photo they must have been sending out over 100 bump boards today uh going out ups so uh the guys are working overtime at uh at catch so if you guys need a board don't feel like, oh, if I order it, I'm going to be waiting three months to get it. Uh, Duke is pretty good about keeping production up, keeping stock up, so that stuff's getting shipped out. Um, I know he's had a lot of questions, comments, things like that. He's been trying to get through all of them. Um, so if you do have a question or a comment, feel free to reach out to Catch Outdoor, or I'm um, sorry, Catch Products. And uh, Duke or uh, the other gentleman in the office will get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, just a quick shout out to Jigmaster Jigs. Uh, if you guys are looking to get some uh, new jigs, buzz baits, uh, marabou hair jigs for smallmouth fishing, punch rigs, things like that, go on over to Jigmasters. Uh, he's been gracious enough to give us a promo code to offer to our listeners PNF20. You'll save 20%. And uh, TRC covers, and don't forget about the recycled plastics program. Uh, take your used beat up plastic baits from this fishing season, throw them in a little Ziploc baggie, throw them in an empty coffee cup in your boat, get back home, throw them in a box, uh, another bigger baggie, whatever, collect them, mail them to the address in the podcast show notes. Uh, I'll have one of the guys posted up here in the chat. So if you uh, made it through, you can see the address. You're going to mail those to my man, Eric Richards, up in Pennsylvania. He takes those baits, melts them down into new baits, and he donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Just a cool way to give back to uh, all our vets and uh, first responders. So, Brad, thanks again, my friend. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. It was a good time. Absolutely, man. I am going to... Uh, lead us out with the video again man thanks everybody for tuning in uh love you all hope everybody's uh healthy staying safe from the good old coronavirus and uh no i do not have the coronavirus i just have a common cold so with that being said guys till next time tight lines smooth paddling oh and welcome back to the paddling fin podcast 
I'm Ryan. It's Josh. Ryan and I'm Jay. Dustin Nichols. Hey, it's Ricketts. And I'm Brad. Susie Roloff. Sam Jones. We've got Dan Perry with the Bass Mr. Noobs. Final cast. Station the Tide Saltwater Segment Hero. Adventures with Outdoor Woman. The Real Down Oxford. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a, a cyber Monday. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! Happy birthday, you listeners! Oh god, this is a stud. She is a giant. Mr. Drew Gregory himself. Welcome, Drew. Got it. Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo go right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.